Thanks, everybody. We did it. Uh, what did we do? Is this Episode significant? One zero zero. Oh my gosh. I feel like I should have made a song or something. Yeah. Coincidentally, that's also Chris's uh, one rep max on the back squat. Ooh. So, Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. Here we go. So we'll go past that. Roasting the man. Definitely stronger than you. Are you stronger than Ben? It depends by, on the by, day. By at least 100. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We did it. 100 episodes almost four years later. Which that's more mind blowing to me than, than the number. <laughs> the, the, I would the agree. number. The, the yeah. amount the of years we've been doing this. <laughs> I think we're a month and a half short. The first episode went out October twelfth of twenty seventeen, I think, is what I just wow. saw. Mm. We're not even we the are. same people anymore. No. We just we went all virtual. Everything we do is virtual. We got tired <laughs> of people. Uh no. All right. So what's the plan? There are we is, gonna there is no plan. Nutrition part sixty three. Caleb sucks part 93. <laughs> it's just kidding. All yeah, right. Yeah. Morning routines, version four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I heard, are we starting with the thing that we were just talking about? The, the, uh, the what? Ask us anything. Ask us anything. That. Oh, no, no we got to no, build up to that. No, we're going oh, okay. to build up to that. Yeah, just kidding. I didn't say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're looking back revisiting, like, uh, we were a, a fitness community that decided to start a podcast, and here we are. Like, have we accomplished what we set out to do, and a little bit of a has it worked kind of thing. Yeah, Cody still did CrossFit whenever this so. uh, podcast started. Yeah, yeah. We still yeah. do CrossFit. Yes. I thought we got rid of that. Well, the name for a second, and yeah, boy, yeah. that was a, that was a dark time. Ooh, that was a whirlwind. Yeah, it really was. Like, somebody please shut down Twitter. <laughs> That's every affiliate owner was thinking that very same still, thing. Still thinking that. <laughs> still thinking that. Yeah. So the original goal, I think this would be more a question for you, Hunter and Chris. Like the original goals were starting this podcast was was what. You know, like, let's have conversations about fitness for the people who are in our community. Let's make an impact on yeah. the state of fitness in the state of Mississippi. Just a way to get more information to our members because, I mean, they come in three, four, five times a week. That's five hours a week, probably average four hours a week with most of them. So you don't get a lot of time being able to talk about stuff, um, about diets, about, you know, mindset, all that type of stuff. So <clears throat> a way for us to get more information to our members and then hopefully reach other people outside of outside of the walls of our gym. And um, since we've started, we've added more locations and added more members. And so I think our impact has been able to grow. Our reach has grown some. And I would say it's definitely been a success. Um, we hadn't mentioned that Chris is back. Oh, hey. oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we just started roasting. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's our version back. of welcome. <laughs> welcome back, you jerk. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, so you know, happy. little did we know when this thing got rolling um, how important it would be to unify all these different locations. And I think for me that one of the most impressive things is it's uh, helped really define our community over the years of the things that are important to us, the things that we're discussing in this long form, because you're right, these really short conversations as people are flying into the gym as part of their busy day, they've got something on their mind and they want to talk to a coach and a coach wants to talk to them, but you know, an hour is an hour. There's only so much you can, can get done. You guys are like the pastors of the fitness world. It's exactly. There's so many parallels. It's like, look, I'd really love to talk to you. Uh, but we My have, life needs help. That's <laughs> all the same. We have 30 people here trying to do overhead squats today, and that's a pretty important deal. So, 
Yeah, to be able to answer those questions, and I think not only just give those one-off answers that are kind of the Instagram version, but to be able to say, okay, here's everything that we have studied and that we know and that we've seen in our community about nutrition, you know, about rhythm, about the cumulative effects of stress and all sorts of things that deserve a, a lot longer answer than, you know, download my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. This has really helped us with that. So, um, and I, I think if we were to just do some evaluation on Mike, I think the community has embraced it. Uh, uh, everything from, you know, I can't believe you picked that movie or how are you so bad at knowing what's in the Olympics? Those conversations are happening face to face. You know, people still wonder who this Chase guy is. <laughs> That's right. Is that the guy that threw up in our parking lot once? Yeah, yes. yeah. he knows. That's the one. <laughs> same guy. Same guy. So, uh, I guess really to do justice to our history, we probably should say uh, it's a good thing Caleb's not here. Just yeah. we need to drop that in this episode. Every episode. <laughs> Every episode. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, looking back, I think it would be cool to talk about. Um, maybe some of the stuff that's been most exciting for us to talk about or inform people about over the years. You got anything that comes to mind? Um, just the first thing that comes to mind if we were looking back over four years is how many changes there have been since then, how far we've come, I would say. Um, I mean, we have four locations, and I think it's okay to say now we're about to have five because it'll be out there by the time this episode comes out or the same day. Um so that's, you know, we've gone to, from one to five locations. We, they're all called Coyote Fitness. It's really cool. Uh, Chris is, has, now has his own location in Richland. Um, so, Great people, by the way. I worked yeah. out there a couple of days ago. It was a really welcoming place. Oh, yeah. it, it's, been, it's been so much fun. Yeah. And, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been really cool to, uh, uh, to go down there and, Take uh, take our culture and our way of doing things into uh, into another group of people and basically starting uh, starting from scratch and um, you know it's uh, it's been easy to see over the last four years we've you know kind of through uh, through trial and error have uh, have come up with a process that uh, that works that's effective and um, and the people uh, the people that I've been spending time with down there have been uh, have been seeing it they've uh, they've bought in just kind of. Speaking of the uh, podcast, I do I do have a, a member down there. She is a um, uh, she's a R- Richland police officer, and so you know she spends a lot of time in the car. And I think after the, I think after about the first week or so, she says she had made it through like the first ten episodes of the podcast. Nice, <laughs> awesome. strong so, woman. Yeah, yeah so she's really so she's uh, yeah she's burning uh, she's burning through them. And um, the buy in down there has just been has just been incredible. Everybody has been so excited. Uh, we just started the. Start a beach body challenge for them, and it's been um, it's been great. Yeah, there's definitely this uh, feeling of excitement when you walk into the location, which is which is pretty cool, and it's got that also that scrappy feel that oh, yeah. feels pretty awesome when things are first first getting rolling. And I th- I think part of it too, you know, talking about the progress, Coyote has always known what it's about over the years, though different ways like how are we going to be about this Mm -hmm. that's been cool to see like all right we know the philosophy that we have uh of fitness we know the philosophy we we have that's been handed to us by crossfit how is that actually going to work out and there's been a couple of different versions of that but i think looking back over the podcast but also over the the business over the years it's like fail forward has kind of been the name of the game we're going to give this a shot and see how it works we're going to get feedback from the client base, and we're going to give this another shot and adjust it in this way. 
And uh, it has really been cool to see as the expansion has occurred when you drop it into a new community. It's so re- it's been so refined over the course of uh, of all these years. It just works. You know, we can say as a uh, as a fitness community, trust the process. And there's enough metrics now over the years where that's actually true. You know. Yeah, yeah, we've had a lot of people have a lot of success, and you know, some of the most fun things are being able to you know, meet a lot of like-minded people, meet people who want to uh, better themselves and being able to give them the tools to be able to do that and watch them grow and progress. And it's been a, been a whole lot of fun. We've added a lot of people to our, our team, management team. And, uh, you know, it started with just me and Chris back in the day. And oh, man. It has grown a lot. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then we added Caleb and – after that step back, then we <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Nice. That was a failing backward. Yeah. But we... <laughs> Speaking of failing, <laughs> <laughs> and then we took a step forward with Sydney. You know, and uh, <laughs> uh, no, but we man, that's been so so fun. One of my favorite things is being able to see these people um, do what they love and grow, and being able to um, pass their influence on to to other people and and bring on other coaches to the team so that's been a lot of fun and just seeing the continual growth of coyote um just the the member base you know we've continually to add more members and more members throughout the uh throughout the state and you know people come in from other states who have heard of us and want to work out with us and so it's man, it's just been a lot of fun it's been it's been a, a blast of a journey and looking forward to many more years of it um you know down the road that's something you and I have talked about a lot, Chris, in between classes and things, but just the diversity of the type of people that are able to use the Coyote Fitness model and, and achieve results. I mean, everything from the person who, not to put words in your mouth, but just to frame the conversation, uh, the person who's like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm 40, what's happened to me? All the way to, man, this young athlete shows a lot of potential Let's build a good base for them to be successful later. You've had a lot of um, face-to-face time across all of the client base to see all that happen. That's got to be pretty exciting as well. Awarding maybe is a better word. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, being able to, uh, uh, with the the way that we do things, it's been um, been a lot easier to bring bring people in from all walks of life and all different skill and fitness levels. The, uh, The original kind of, programming philosophy with uh with crossfit and um i think it's they've kind of changed their tune with this over the years but you know it all they used to tell you with programming um program for the best and scale for the rest and that sounds that sounds good in theory maybe in a uh, in a vacuum but when you look at uh the the the, phys- the physical and mental toll that that would uh, that that takes on people being able to present them a product or like you know w- with what we do with our track system and the way that we uh, and our on-ramp process it gives us uh it gives us a chance to really set them up for success and make people fi- and make people understand that it's not about trying to uh live up to some arbitrary time or number that we uh that we set but like this is um this is what is going to help you achieve your goal and we can do that in a class setting and we can um and we can set people up for success that way yeah because everybody has goals and i think you're you're doing a lot of people disservice if you're only you know do writing a workout for the very top performers 
And because a lot of people don't want to be top performers. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to compete. They don't want to do ring muscle-up. So why are you going to have people do, you know, muscle-up transitions and all that type of stuff if they don't want to do that? If their goal is to lose 60 pounds, like, they need to be doing workouts that are going to help them reach that specific goal. And so being able to find a better way um, in the, for people to be able to, you know, reach their goals in the class setting – um, has been has been a pleasure, and we're constantly trying to tweak and involve that. But I feel like we've really come up with a a great way for 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 us to be able to meet people where they're at as when they come in from like Chris said from the on ramp process um, to in the class and being able to find the track that works best for them and their goals, and then finding a way to make sure they're continually working towards those goals, checking in with them, you know, doing in body scans. Um, doing challenges, doing stuff like that, and just making sure people are constantly progressing towards their goals. And that's something that we're always trying to perfect and, and get better. But I'm, I'm really happy with where we're at right now as far as the product that we offer and the service that we offer. And um, I feel like, you know, we've helped a whole lot of people at this point lose a whole lot of weight, put on a whole lot of muscle. And, you know, change, we've, a lot of people have, have changed their life. And I've just been, you know, I feel very excited to be able to be a part of that. Yeah, it is cool. The you know, it, it makes it a lot easier to understand or to have that feeling. And talking about new locations even covers that. Uh, I, I'm constantly, as a person involved with this, uh, trying to refine and trying to get better. That's a lot easier to do because the environment around me is constantly trying to refine and get better. So it feels like I've kind of got a partner in the journey. <laughs> Which that's a that's a really cool part of a startup that you kind of don't realize as it's happening, but the the business is actually growing with the clientele. It's like a shared journey, and uh, I think a lot of businesses at a certain point, especially at the stage of expansion that that Coyote is in right now, would kind of hit cruise control. But there's not a feeling that that's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time you walk into any location, I walk into when I go back, something has changed. Something's gotten better, and uh, it really helps us as athletes that are walking in there have have uh, motivation to do the same i was i was reading this book last night this is kind of weird it just hit me but uh he was talking about uh it's like a fiction book too but this this character got something that he wanted but without having to like go through the the um the process of earning it and the author said uh he was he was given the uh Felt like he won the race, but he was, or he won the prize, but he was cheated the race. Mm. And I, that really struck me. It was like a lot of times, just the actual race is the best part. Like the the process of going down the going down the road of getting better and iterating and reiterating and and trying things and failing at some things and getting better at others and constantly progressing. And um, if you just are handed the the keys to the finish line and the prize, like you're you're you've been cheated the whole process, which is to me is is probably the best part of it. So that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah, good point. That brings up a uh, line of thought I like to chase for a second. There's a really famous book called The Art of the Start. And one of the biggest quotes in that, he says that you should always be embarrassed by the first versions of your product. Mm. So looking back over even the start of the podcast, the start of the, you know, it's funny how these things kind of intertwine, but um Looking back, could you guys identify like, man, that was that was particularly tough as an evolution of Coyote Fitness, and then maybe we could revisit like this was a really cool moment. Looking back over the years, that this happened and we did the work to get to that point. Yeah, um, 
I mean, as far as Coyote specifically, we opened in 2013. I mean, I've always been happy with, you know, how we've done things and the product we've put out. Um, obviously, there's stuff that we wanted to improve on. I would say, you know, when when we first started out, it was um, we didn't have a lot of people uh, in the gym to start. So somebody would come and sign up, and we would have them start taking class. And we just, I don't, and I, when I was coaching class, I didn't do a very good job of, of scaling things back for people and making it accessible. And we, I think we prioritize competing a lot more in results and PRs and maxing out and all that type of stuff. And there's a lot of people that just, that's not, there's no interest in that. We saw a lot of people who also a lot of people who maybe they just wanted to look, look better with their shirt off, but they thought the way to do that was to come in and do competition programming for three hours. And, um, and then after a couple of months, they just, they quit because, um, it's just too much for them, right? And so I think we did a lot of uh, dis- we did a d- disservice to some people, and you know, kind of scared them off. When finding something that was sustainable for them for the long term would have been much more beneficial to them, and they might still be doing it. So I think about that a lot, and all the people who've come and gone. If if we could have been doing you know the way the way we do things now back then, would we still have some more people? Probably so. But, you know, you also, you live and you learn. And that was kind of the culture of CrossFit in general at the time. You know, the CrossFit games were getting big and everybody wanted to to do what they were doing. But you, you eventually you find out, like, not everybody needs to be getting upside down up against the wall in their hands. You know, not everybody <laughs> needs to be swinging on the rings and doing that type of stuff. Not everybody needs to be doing overhead squats. Like, a lot of people, that's there's no business them doing that type of stuff. Now, some people, yeah, we, we – we want it, We want them to be able to do that. And we want to help them do that. But you know that it's finding a way to kind of personalize it for each each individual person. And I think that's one of the reasons why our membership has grown so much over the last couple of years is because we have been able to figure that out. And um, so, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I don't think I'd change anything. You know, I wish wish we could have figured it out sooner. But you know, that's just part of the journey. So yeah, that makes sense. That's that's your line over your your personal life as well. So yeah. I, I could certainly uh, certainly see that, but yeah, I do the, wish we could get some of those people to come and try it again. Yeah, don't Look you? At, yeah, I, I yeah. promise you would have a little bit, a lot different experience than <clears throat> what you remember. Um, so, but yeah, you run into those people uh, around town, around our location. And I'm like, man, if you if you came back, you you would be amazed. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And and that's one of the things too is you know these people become your best friends. You know, you go to parties mm-hmm. with them, you hang out with them outside the gym, and then they're not happy with their results or whatever the case may be and and they they quit coming and you feel like you lost a friend all of a sudden and then they're <laughs> like I I can't tell me how many times I've seen a former member at Kroger and I, and they literally like dodge me like they turn and walk the other way so they can't see me you know it's just kind of like pastors yeah <laughs> so, exactly look I I don't you know whether you come or not I still want to be your I friend I thought you were talking about Chase for a second yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, no I'd sprint yeah. a hunter that is, that is hey, a buddy. funny conversation yeah. still not coming yeah. I just wanted to come let you know you always run into your uh, coaches like either when you're buying beer or cookies you know mm. it's never when you're getting protein right it was, hey, it, was it was really funny literally we had the beach body challenge Monday night and then uh, a meeting Monday night and then Tuesday, my wife and I were walking in Kroger, and then one of the guys that was doing the beach body was in there with his wife. And I was like, he could, I was hey, looking at his shopping cart, like, is it all that beach body approved? You know, just messing with it. He's like, he's like, I'm just trying to figure out what I can get in here. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you all a really short story, um, kind of a, along that lines. When I was uh, when I was in college, we had an, a bunch of us went to the movies. It was me and a couple of guys on the football team, and. Uh, our strength coach ended up coming to the movies at the same time, and we we're up at the um, 
up at the concession stand, and my my buddy turns around. He's got a big old Coke in his hand. <laughs> sees our strength coach and immediately puts his cup down and starts doing up-downs right, <laughs> right there in the lobby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and accountability right here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the way that it is, uh, has morphed over time, certainly you don't want to uh, dishonor the journey, right? But there is some, some power in acknowledging uh, we are where we are because we've gotten better at this, you know? So uh, that was kind of like a both in one. Um, looking back, yeah, that was a difficult evolution or version, but it's exciting where it's taken us. I would assume that you would probably echo that as well, Chris. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, it starts uh, it starts from the top down. Hunter's done a great job of developing uh, developing a culture that's just def- that's defined by, you know, um, we try things, and if it's uh, and if it's a mistake, a mistake is only bad if we don't do something to if we don't learn from it, we don't do something to uh, to correct it, and that's something that can that can be applied to, you know, not just the business but to your training and things uh, and things like that, you know, like. With training, a program is only good if you can come back and you can train the next day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think it would be a good time for me to bring this out publicly, speaking of mistakes. The Saturday workout with 600 air squats, uh, probably a mistake. <laughs> because I had trouble training for the next two weeks, and that was about two weeks ago. I don't uh, I don't, I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was tough. We were saying smart things a minute ago. Everybody right? who's listening to this right now is like, amen and thank you. What was the workout? I can't remember. It was running. We were running 800s and doing 800 air squats or something as a partner workout, and it destroyed it was two, us. It was uh, 200, uh, run 800, 200 double unders, 200 air squats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it AMRAP? <laughs> it was bad, yeah. I was hoping for one Should, round. and Shouldn't I, have ran so fast. Yeah, I linked up with one of those uh, Metcon heroes. <laughs> It was it was a bad scene. A Saturday soldier. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite parts of the partner workout because you can see people like scoping right. out. Hey, who's the guy that's going to go about three quarter speed? That's going to be my partner. Who here realizes it's Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, this is, I've been waiting for this for this episode. Uh, yeah, this is the reason we did the. This episode. is the reason yeah. we've got some questions from our population. Our stockholders. Be, yes, we will be uh, forced to answer live on. We could call them stakeholders. stakeholders. Oh my gosh, stockholders. No uh, ribeyes though. We got very Only close. <laughs> We're getting too close to the nutrition conversation. Back away. Oh, hey, hold my steak for me. <laughs> All right, where do we start? We got some that came in. We had a post on social media. Yeah, so we posted uh, just uh, ask us anything on uh, social man, media. This is like. Hunter and Chris had to come in with the prep today. It wasn't yeah. like a man. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. We so, just get to sit. Look, in the I, I will Take give five guys. I will give. <laughs> nice. I, I'll give Caleb a shout out on this one. I, uh, I texted him yesterday. Uh, I said, Caleb, I need a graphic that says hundredth episode. Ask us questions, and he 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 mocked he pulled us through, up. Huh? Yeah, he pulls through. Here's one I got on my personal. Uh, from Dr. Lee Gary, who we had on the podcast, the dentist. Oh my gosh, the best the episode answer, we've ever had. <laughs> the answer is no. I have not been flossing. <laughs> uh, so, what are your what are your favorite podcasts, CrossFit related and not Cross CrossFit related? And I think we can open that up to anybody. Yeah, I can only answer half that question. <laughs> uh, favorite uh, CrossFit podcast? Well, this Cody one. Fitness. Yeah. Podcast. yeah. Yes. Um, I don't even know if these guys are uh, how they're doing these days, but I used to listen to a lot of Barbell Shrugged and uh, kind of got out of the habit. But uh, they were they were pretty. It's not, they were the, it's not the, the original crew anymore. Yeah, yeah, the original crew was great, and um, Mike has his own. Mike Bledsoe he has his own thing now. It's like the strong coach, and he does mm-hmm. coaching coaching coaches. I still listen to some of his stuff. I'll listen. To, he was on an episode of uh, the Brute Streak podcast with Mike Casio, and that was a really good episode um, that came out not too long ago. 
Uh, but yeah, that was the original like yeah. pot, CrossFit podcast, and it blew up, and then everybody went their separate ways. And they did a great job with that, though. The guy that's they have on there now, I can't stand. Really, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Anders. Anders Varner. Yeah, yeah. that's probably one I checked out of that. I'll yeah. tell you what. Honestly, what I do with um, um, CrossFit podcasts is I will search particular athletes, yeah. and see where they're being interviewed across other podcasts. I don't really follow one specifically. I do like the Savan podcast. Uh, yep. He 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 does a really good job of just really asking good questions and pointing questions and uh, getting good um, good dialogue. He had Hunter McIntyre on. I was I was went to Oxford. Yesterday. Is that Reba's son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same guy. I was driving back from Oxford and he had Hunter that McIntyre on. Uh, it was a good one. And then he had <laughs> Jacob Hepner and uh, Josh Bridges on, and um, that was a good one. Yeah, that's one of those where it depends on who he has on. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm interested in, you know, I listen to the when he has Matt and um, Josh. Uh, I don't. They hadn't shot one in a while yet. I listen to that sometimes, but not not a huge fan of other podcasts. I know that Chase and I will. I will answer this for the both of us. Revisionist history. I've been. I had, so I had never listened to much of it pre season oh, four. Man. I've I have crushed seasons one, two, and three the past two or three weeks. I don't know if there's anyone better. This is a big statement, but I don't know if there's anyone it. better than Malcolm Gladwell. At a at a podcast, especially on the like the dramatic narrative Dan Carlin, stuff. yeah, I mean, he's better than Dan Carlin. Y- yes, have yeah. you listened to Malcolm Gladwell's yeah. podcast? Yeah, yeah. and he, yeah, and he's he's, good. he's so good at podcasting. Now he's creating other great podcasters, yeah. which mm. is pretty broken cool record. I haven't listened to it in a while, but the music podcast, I yeah, really yeah, good. It, even it's good. Got to give a shout out to Dax Shepard if we're just talking all podcasts. No doubt, fantastic no doubt. podcast, yeah. Joe Rogan. I'll say it. So, <laughs> great podcast. Joe Rogan broke Twitter the other day when he said he had COVID. Really? Oh boy. Did y'all see that? He uh-uh. broke yeah. Twitter. It's just ridiculous how people are like, it was like they're, they're demigod of Joe Rogan. That, yeah. No, people like that oh. don't like Joe, uh, Joe Rogan were celebrating that he had it. Oh, boy. That's a dangerous game. Yeah. What? Yeah. Who's uh, lead dog? Very dirty. For CrossFit specifically, my two favorite are probably um, uh, what Ben Bergeron's podcast, uh, what's it called? Uh, Chasing Excellence, and then the Brute Strength podcast, but uh, with Mike Cashew, those are my two favorites. They don't do; he doesn't do as many anymore as he used to. But I really like that. Are one. they better than us? No, <laughs> no. Come on, this is like that's an unfair test. Yeah. yeah, I wish yeah. they had just the CrossFit section on the, uh, you know, like the what do you ever call it? Yeah, somebody's put Topics. that website together. Yeah, yeah. for non non uh, CrossFit, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History has got to be. Probably my favorite. I, I love that. that I've listened to it some. Yeah. So the reason I would rank it's Gladwell long. above him is that Gladwell is a little bit more approachable. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to say that uh, Hardcore History is bad. I mean, obviously it's an incredible podcast, but you you do have to really love history. It's Man, a little outside of the box should have been top five podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> Gladwell is a guy that can talk about historical events in an incredibly engaging way. Just the way he talks, you just it's like a hug. Yeah, you know what I mean. Bombs away, the man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got I got there's a lot of type different types of podcasts that I kind of got burned out on just like self improvement oh, self help like, stuff guys. Just, yeah. it just yeah, gets old that. after oh, a while. Uh, Tim Ferriss I can do in doses depending mm-hmm. on who he's got on there, but sometimes it's just hard to get through. Uh, the only like quote unquote self help one I still do is Story Brand with mm. Donald Miller. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. he's kind of he's that Gladwell esque. He's just good, and that's a, like how to be better at almost everything you do. Including yeah, and, your you, job. and it's easier to pick and choose. You don't miss anything by just dropping in it. Yeah, you can uh, shop some, guests on yeah. there. But yeah, those self help and Ferris as well. Like when I'm listening to him, it kind of feels like on on a lot of the episodes, it's, it's like 
hey, here's how I became great at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, all right, cool. Tim Ferriss, <laughs> I, if, if you're a fan of him, I would recommend reading his books. He just takes out all the stuff you learn from a podcast and puts it in a book and mm-hmm. save you a lot of time. Um, I, I, lo- I really like the Bill Simmons podcast. I think I've talked about that before. Uh, he's, he used to be on ESPN. He used to write for ESPN magazine, and I used to always read his columns. And um, he, he talks about fantasy sports and sports and gambling and pop culture and all kinds of stuff. So depending on what the episode is, I'll listen to him as kind of like more of a mindless um, entertainment thing. This really shows how podcasting has changed even over the short years that we've been doing it. Originally it was, let me latch on to the show and follow what this show does. Uh-huh. And now there's so much out there that you're actually looking for engaging content based on the guest. I mean, yeah. you look at Rogan, guys like that. It's who Dax, it's who they're bringing on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like the off camera thing. It's, it's oh not, man, great podcast. Yeah, it's not necessarily that they ha- they're doing something revolutionary. Yeah, it's that they have the influence and clout to bring on these really big names. Yeah, um, you know, Brene Brown is a great example of that too. Like she's she's a decent podcaster, I would say, just with her own content. An excellent author and speaker. Yeah, but her podcast is so strong because she can get like. Barack Obama on there. You yeah. know, it's like, whoa, she landed an interview with a really big cultural icon. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, the shopping's a little bit different than it used to be. I have found one, if you're a movie buff, which I think the majority of us are, there's one that I've found recently called Awards Chatter. Uh, awards Chatter. Uh, awards Chatter. I thought so, you said Awards Chatter. <laughs> awards Chatter. Yeah, so they, they film... Sh- how to shatter a wart. They I'm record the sounds uncle. of uh, freezing warts. And the, <laughs> it's really cool. No, the dude, uh, the dude is like a really, really uh, strong movie buff, and he brings on all these different actors and stuff, and he'll walk through their careers chronologically with them, mm. like their, their big A points of it, uh, like... He's had Tom Hanks on twice, so obviously he couldn't walk rewalk through his career the second time. But just like the the ability to like kind of personify, not personify. What is the word when you bring down somebody to like humanize? I guess yeah, there we go. Humanize yeah. people and get like the backstory of how like, how they operate as an actor and stuff like that. You either have like the overly savant yada yada, like oh my emotions, yeah, and then you got like freaking McConaughey or Dak Shepard's just like man, I just. Just hop on, camera rolls. And then- <laughs> uh, Bill Simmons does something called the rewatchables where him and like three or four people will rewatch a, 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 a movie that they liked and mm-hmm. talk about it for like an hour, hour and a half. Those are always really interesting. They go at it from Sounds all angles. Entertaining. Yeah, it is. It's really entertaining. Yeah, I've got a lot to do this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of podcasts. They put out one movie every week too, so I kind of pick and choose the movies. But like yeah. 4th of July, they did Independence Day, like the Will Smith oh, movie. Man, so great. that's kind of like the, the movies they're going for. <laughs> all right, we, that was one question. We what better about Chris? Oh, well, did you say anything? Um, outside, uh, I'll echo what you said about the CrossFit podcast. Really like Bergeron. Really like uh, Brute Strength. Um, outside, outside of that, the only thing I've really kind of been getting into lately is uh, um, just so I can kind of keep myself uh, keep, keep myself informed with what's going on with uh, with the cult, with uh, culture and uh, politics and things like that. I really like uh, the Michael Knowles show, and I also like. Uh, it's a podcast called We Hold These Truths with uh, Dan Crenshaw. He's a congressman in Texas. Mm-hmm. You've probably you've probably seen him on the news before. He's an ex Navy SEAL. He's got the eye patch. Oh yeah, yeah. They kind of made fun of him on Saturday Night Live a little bit. Man, <laughs> that guy can put yeah. a speech together. I'll say he that he's, he's got a strong like villain look. Like I, he could hop into any Bond film and like just nail the role. Yes, but just he, with his like 
presence. The contrast, though, is he's like an American hero. Yeah. yeah. It's like, test me. Test me whether you believe this more than I do. I'm like, exactly. You win. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Man, Paul, I just I got to stay away from that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I get, I get myself just enough to... You're like, turn it off. Just enough Look, I, uh, I got on Facebook yesterday just to... I, I don't have the app anymore, and I hardly ever get on it, but I got on to see... I had shared it on to Instagram, and, and I always click to share to Facebook, and then I just got on there to see if I had any questions. Like two minutes in, I was like, all right, I'm done here. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, read anymore. This is toxic. Let's yeah. get out of here. Chris, you got any que- a question for us? Yeah, I've got, uh, got a few from... Uh, just do one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do kind of go around. Okay, when you, uh, when, you started, uh, when you started your Coyote Fitness journey, what do you wish you knew... Uh, now that you didn't know them, I'll go grab some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, I guess we, I guess we basically, we basically answered yeah, that. Yeah, we kind of talked about this, that uh, during this mm-hmm. episode. I think just, uh, I think just the big thing would have been that, um, you know, if we could have taken what we do now as far as uh, our the way that we way we bring people on and the way that we uh, and the way that the the culture that we've set, if we'd have had that from the from the beginning, you know, probably be a little bit further along, but. You make those mistakes to be where you are now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know having more of a long term uh, approach with people's health and fitness as opposed to seeing who can add the most weight to their back squat in three months or whatever, mm-hmm. and saying, "All right, let's look at this more over your a whole lifespan," um, and making decisions that way. And um, so, just more of a long term approach uh, to that type of stuff. But yeah, I think we hit on that one already. I've seen this posted, I believe, uh, on some of our social, but. From an athlete's point of view, I can tell you what I wish I would have known is go lighter and show up more. Mm-hmm. That would have changed a lot for me. I was on about a five-year delay of understanding that. Um, here's, here's one. Uh, congrats on the 100th episode. You make it too easy for us to be successful in the gym and in life. A big thank you. So thank you uh, for that. It's not a question. <laughs> Still, we're putting it on there. I have, <laughs> I have questions. Number one, how do you breathe during workouts? Um, you don't. You just uh, hold your breath. <laughs> you, don't, you don't. That's what the blacking out is for. Yes, uh, brace your core and hold on. Here's uh, I remember my mom told me this a long time ago. She said I, I had a really hard time when I first started CrossFit, and then I finally just had an aha moment. I came to realization that you know what, you're just going to be out of breath when you're doing workouts, and it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Yeah. So if you can come to terms with that and get comfortable being out of breath. Um, I think that'll help you tremendously, but I really focus on breathing out when I'm when I'm uh, working out because it's more about getting the CO two out of your system as opposed to getting oxygen in. So I I'll think about in specific movements when I want to breathe and like a, a thruster, it's two breaths, wall wall two breaths, and try to breathe out at the same time every time, and it's more of a short in and hard exhale like. Whoo, Yep. like that and I try to do that and um, that seems to help a lot when I when I focus on that and if you're thinking about that it kind of takes the your thought off of the pain <laughs> that's it man major pain yeah. Yeah. Jaws coaches used to say stand out the better the air's better up high yeah, yeah, yeah. is that accurate no I've never not. I've actually, never looked into that it's a, it's actually it's actually been proven that that's the worst way to, to, <laughs> it's to bending over at the down. knees is yes. quite okay yeah fantastic 100%. putting your arms over your Michael head. Jordan yeah. talked about that he said his trainer told him to grab his shorts and so he just yep. started. He, he bent over and grabbed his shorts, and we all seen Michael Jordan do that. Yeah, every picture is him yeah. super sweaty, looking up. Yeah. yeah, he said, "Grab your shorts," and and um, that's what he does. So I, I've been doing that more in workouts, and it helps. That is one of the um, tricks 
with how the, we exercise. The music is very loud. There's usually a lot going on. It's very hard to concentrate on your breathing. When you, you notice that when you go out on that 400 meter run, yeah. and you can hear where your respiration is. But yeah, I think uh, Chris started teaching me very early. Uh, I was one of those loud guys. Like I'm in a, almost in a panic attack right now. Yeah. But if you can set your breathing like you're talking about with each movement, you kind of know what your rhythm is. And uh, Chris actually trained me on the rower when to breathe, you know, when you when you inhale and when you exhale, base because that's a very rhythmic machine, you know. And uh, and I, I've always I've always said too, if you if you want to just have a good example, you want to watch someone who who I think. Um, really pays a lot of attention to their uh, to their breathing uh, during workouts you just you don't have to look any further than rich froning oh, he yeah. might he might be i mean he is he is so consistent with everything that he does you just go back just search rich froning workout watch watch him do what he does and it's you know the same from start to every finish. time yep and he'll take between movements he'll take that one big yep big breath and then boom he's on the rope you know if you can figure out you know all the different movements we do and figure out when you need to breathe in those movements at each point in the movement that can help you out tremendously if you do it the same way every time so yeah all right good that was actually a great question Mm -hmm. chris you got one yeah they went away hold on um i know uh one was uh what is your uh what is your go-to uh quick breakfast and um like this uh this morning i actually had to get uh had to get something really uh really quick my go-to is just uh, if I'm in a hurry, instant oatmeal and a protein shake. There you go. Real quick, out the door, done. Mine's always protein shake, uh, two scoops of a scent, and then um, I'll get a handful of cashews for my fat, and then uh, like a banana and an apple or banana or peach or something like that, just a couple pieces of fruit. Yep. Pretty consistent on that. Yeah, mine's similar. I, I like to trade out what I'm eating, though. Sometimes, uh, lately I've been on those RX bars, which may be terrible for me, but... Uh, they, no, they taste great. You know, minimal ingredients. No, they're, they're great. That's why we sell them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're outstanding for you. The RX bar, an RX bar, and a protein shake will take you a lot, a lot further down the road mm-hmm. than like hash browns and, and scrambled eggs. Yeah. It's crazy how that stuff sticks with that protein sticks with you. We wouldn't sell. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not saying this to promote it, but we wouldn't sell anything that we if would. It was bad for yeah, you, that right? Bad yeah. For you. Um, here's one. Uh, this was the second question from the same person. Clear up the debate. Can you build muscle and burn fat at the same time? If so, how? I mean, I I don't think it's really a debate. I mean, you obviously can. Yeah, I've done it plenty of times. We beach body challenge every year. A lot of people do it. Um, The I think the reason that people say you can't do it is because they don't know how to do it. Um, I've, I've said this before. Losing weight really is easy. You just eat less than you than you burn or burn every single day. And if you say at a calorie deficit. Um, you're going to lose weight. Now, losing weight, but not while maintaining or putting on muscle, that's a lot harder. And that requires actually tracking your food, making sure you're getting enough protein, and making sure you're doing some strength training as well. And so a lot of people don't do it that way. They just try to lose weight by not eating. And, yeah, it's that's imp- it's impossible to hold on to muscle um, if you do it that way. But if you want to um, hold on to muscle or put on muscle while you lose weight, uh, you need to be hitting around your body weight and protein every single day, seven days a week, and you need to be doing strength training at least a couple times a week. Um, so that that's what I would say. 
Yes, I mean there is no debate. Yeah, I mean the beach the beach body challenge in the spring we had like hundred over a hundred people scan in the second time, and the average person lost was it five or six pounds of fat and put on like a pound of muscle. Yeah. So like that's over a hundred people that the average yeah. was doing it. So I mean the in body makes it really easy for you to to determine if you're doing that. Yeah, it, it's especially it's it's very it's very doable if you are like a, a recreational exerciser. Or something yeah, like that. you know if you're if you're a bodybuilder. You know, not uh, yeah. it's not not very not very easy not very easy to do when you're 240 pounds and you're already eight percent body fat and mm-hmm. you're trying to cut for a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna lose. You're probably gonna lose uh, some muscle there. That's why they bulk up and yeah. then before they before they're stage ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, you know, if you're just a recreational exerciser, you're going and doing CrossFit classes. Yeah, yeah, we've shown it time and time yeah. again. It's very if possible. you come to if you come to Coyote at least three or four days a week consistently and eat your protein. Eat body weight protein every day, you will put on muscle. There's there's no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, um, now I will say, if you're eating at a huge calorie deficit where you're losing like 30 pounds in a month, you're probably going to lose a little bit of muscle. But um, that's just, you can't you, you just can't lose weight that fast. But if you're losing at a more sustainable pace of like a pound or two a week, yeah, you can <clears> for sure lose fat and put on muscle at the same time. One of the best parts about this community is that you don't have to think about that stuff. Yep. It's already been thought about for you. Yep. <laughs> Just do what you guys are saying, and all that's going to shake out. Yeah. Um, I got another one. Okay. Uh, I struggle with having time to cook and eat healthy. I work full time at a very high stress job. I have a child that plays two to three, uh, who plays sports two to three nights a week. What suggestions do you have uh, to make meal planning work? Uh, my first thought would be consistency you know if you can find two or three uh breakfasts and two or three uh lunches that you can uh, that are really easy to prepare you know like i mean you guys have seen me eat i eat almost the same thing every almost Brown same thing rice, for lunch mustard and boneless skinless chicken yeah basically <laughs> and uh and you know and that's and that's hard for some people some people really thrive on uh variety and they need variety to kind of be able to stick with things with their nutrition so i mean if that's a uh, if that's the case with you, uh, I would uh, I would maybe seek out the uh, um, seek out the help of a uh, a nutrition coach, Caleb, maybe, yeah. and um, give him a give him a shout. And um, that's uh, something that uh, that he is uh, that he's really good at is um, helping people figure out what they can do to uh, optimize their nutrition with the uh, with the schedule and the demands of their uh, of their life. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, for meal prep specifically, if you can find a time on the weekend to prepare your meals for the whole week, like if you get a couple hours on a Sunday afternoon, if you could cook a whole bunch of chicken and a whole bunch of vegetables and and just have the same thing every single day um, for lunch, you know, breakfast and dinner, I think that's the best way to do it. Um, like my breakfast, for example, it took me 30 seconds to prepare, you know, yeah put two scoops in, shake the water up, grab the cashews, the two piece of fruit, and I'm out the door. Um, so it, it's just finding that stuff that you can do. It's going to take planning on the front end. I, th- I would say plan. you got you got to sit down and plan, find some time to plan it out. But then if you can plan uh, beforehand, it'll make it a lot easier. Uh, and if, if that's too hard for you, like Chris said, find, find a coach who can help I- you do it. I'll say this uh, also another thing that uh, that probably goes uh, understated but is extremely valuable is just getting um, getting support at home if you have a 
Uh, if you have a, a spouse at home, kind of let them know what you're uh, what you're wanting to do. See what they can do to maybe to maybe help you out. If it's you know just taking care of the kids for a couple hours so that you can get your uh, your meal prep done, and just making sure that uh, that everybody's just kind of on the same page with you can go a long way. Yeah, I, I'll tell you something I found out too is that you have to you have to be okay with convenience items and there's so much information out there online about which convenience items actually help you reach your goal and which ones are just packaging marketing that are bad yeah. for you but also realizing that especially if you're working hard and you have very little time you're going to gauge things financially a lot differently in the grocery store than you do when you're eating out so be okay spending a little bit more money on those convenience things for a lunch because I guarantee you over the course of a month, you're going to be saving a ton of money. Getting um, you know, DoorDash or something like that, you're going to spend $19. You don't even realize it, and it's food that wasn't really great for you. When you're standing in the grocery store and you're looking at price per unit, you're like, man, that's, that's really expensive oatmeal or something like that. But just calm down with that. Be willing to do a little bit of trial and error. And, and also understand the grill is your best friend because if you're doing meal prep uh, on the weekend – if you grill something, the flavor is going to be better longer. Yeah. I learned that very early on. Like if you do everything in the oven, when you get to Thursday, you're like, whoa, I don't know if this yeah. stuff tastes so good anymore. <laughs> you know, just be okay with those those one-off weeks where you learn those lessons and don't hop out of the game because by Thursday you were tired of the squash and the mm-hmm. chicken didn't taste so great. Uh, you can hop out there on the grill and that stuff's going to taste just as good on uh, Thursday as it did on Monday at lunch. So, uh, But all that stuff's going to be very particular for you, but being willing to say, yeah, I didn't like that. That doesn't mean I need to quit meal prepping. I'm just going to try something a little bit different, you know? So my sister commented, I have a question. Were they on a break? (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, absolutely. What a loaded question. I'm going to say, yes, they were. Now, he wasn't the best at communicating it, but yes, they were on a break. Well, I don't even understand what we're talking about. It's Ross and Rachel. This is from Friends. Ross and Rachel and Friends. Ross ends up... uh, hooking up with a girl not long after he splits with Rachel for the seventh or eighth time. Um, and that lasts for the rest of that entire series. We were on her. She holds it against him. I, I am going to say this to all the friends, fans out there. Ross deserves everything he got. <laughs> Every single thing. Ross yes. is not a good person. <laughs> not a, yeah, man, he's taking a lot of heat for that physical comedy stuff that he did that he wasn't. He's no Kramer. Is no. what people say. So, well, yeah, I'm glad was, y'all knew the, what that question was. I, I was like, I don't know what this. They means. were definitely <laughs> on a break. Well, I, di- I didn't know either until you started uh, until you started talking about it, and then I, then it uh, hit me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one on that show like is is well, wholesome outside of. No, 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 not at all. But um, he was he was by far like just the worst on that show. I just love from. Us. Like I don't know, I just I there was an, he had no redeeming qualities to me. <laughs> See, you saying that, I think. Oh, that sounds like Monica. Monica mm. is the worst. No, mm. Monica was at least funny. Yeah, she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll probably be very unpopular for that opinion, but seems like they were on a break to me. Okay, they literally. Said you got it. some more, Chris? Yeah, I've got two more. Uh, oh, I thought we were first, hanging out first there a little one, First one, really, uh, really easy. Where did the name come from, Coyote? Oh yeah, I was just looking at that one too. Uh, so, um, whenever we decide to open up a CrossFit gym, basically. The way uh, CrossFit does it is you have to you can't have the same name as any other CrossFit gym in the world, so you have to send them a list of like five to ten names, and then they te- they literally tell you which one it's going to be, but you rank them in order preference. So I was trying to come up with some names, and I had my family help me come up 
with it. And then Coyote was one of the ones we chose. And my mom actually picked it out because she had uh, Googled the 10 most athletic animals in the world. And Coyote was the only one on the, on the list that was from Mississippi or native to Mississippi. So uh, that's why we chose Coyote CrossFit. Also had good alliteration and easy to remember. Yeah. So there you go. Coyote CrossFit. Thanks to my mom. I get that question once a week. Do you really? We've, we've answered yeah. it on the podcast. When I'm, in the sh- when I'm in the shirt, happened to me last week at the post office. And the, like five-minute conversation. Hey, I've, I've been seeing those shirts around town. What's that about? Then I tell that story. It's crazy. It, it creates a lot of intrigue. It's a good thing, too, because the next option was CrossFit McGym face. So. <laughs> it's a real shame. It just doesn't man. have the same ring Yeah, to not it. the same ring to it, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, la- the last one, what's your favorite band slash artist? And mine's uh, really easy, Aerosmith. Mm. Aerosmith. So I always, I, I kind of know where this is headed. I, I classify <laughs> kind of by decades, but my number one overall is definitely Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I've seen them live a couple of times. This is someone who has clearly not listened to all yeah. other 99 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then my 80s band would be Journey, and then my 70s would probably be Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac. Man. Uh, I love, I just listen to them all the time. They hold up. Uh, so those would be my top three, I would say, but definitely Red Hot Chili Peppers is yeah. my number one. Yeah, I, I have to classify mine more by genre. But like Desert Island, I can only listen to one band for the rest of my life. It'd be Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. And then after, uh, in the, starting in the two thousands, they quit making music. So um, yeah, it was about two thousand three, two thousand five. <laughs> I don't know what's happened since then. Where did they go? Yeah. <laughs> There's just nothing but a bunch of Chase is random noise. Over there. Just random noise. Why? And static on the. Radio. Oh, I feel great. I yeah, you about. feel good, Chase. Like I agree. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, easy is John Mayer. If you're yeah, throwing artists in there, easy for both of us. If you yeah. like yeah. people who whisper into microphones and. As, as someone who has definitely not listened to all of John Mayer, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I, de- I definitely have it. No, it's great. <laughs> His latest release didn't win any new fans. I've so. heard mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Um, and he listened to Daughters and then said, "All right, never mind." <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. This guy's terrible. Uh, <laughs> if if I do the thing Hunter did, if I go like seventies, eighties, nineties stuff, seventies would probably be Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. Mm. I'm all about some like funk and disco. Uh, 80s, probably Queen. Oh, that yeah, that could be a little Queen's 70s. Yeah, yeah. They... 90s, I don't have a lot of strong 90s presence in the stuff I listen to. The, the, the 90s were very, like, really you good had to be there. across the board. Not a whole you lot had to, of You just had to be there, great. Chase, for sure. <laughs> not a, not, I was there, but I didn't have the I listen to, listen to 90s music all the time on the weekends. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's chill jam, Activate man. chill mode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could say probably, yeah, Fleetwood. I have a lot of guys from the 70s that I like. Fleetwood's yeah. good. Um, lately, I listen to so much music, it's hard to pick. But lately, when I'm listening to 80s, it's been Tears for Fears. Oh, I, lo- I, yeah, ooh, I love Tears for Fears. Crazy, crazy good. And they're, the, the, the first, like, my favorite, like, uh, like, I heard a song on the radio. I was like, that's my favorite song. It was a Tears for Fears song. Yeah, they, they were Head Over good. Heels, is that what you're talking about? No, it was Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one, too. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, I, I really like the outfield too from the '80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in the, the '80s. They were they were not ashamed of who they were, man. Like where the '80s were owning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so surprisingly, though, Bon Jovi hasn't hasn't held up. Bon that Jovi was, is not a good band. It was huge, no. though, man. We're talking like high school pep rallies where people were playing those songs. Not good. Uh, '90s. Uh, slightly embarrassed to admit it these days, but still listen to it. Uh, Dave just dominated the '90s for me. So uh, currently, I've been into the uh, into Chris Stapleton a lot. So he's great. Yeah, he'll so, be an all timer. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's just a really quality songwriter. I think when he gets past um, be entertaining, he'll still be writing songs for people 20 years from now. So it's worth a listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's I'm all out of questions. Ben, Chase, Wolfpack. you got any questions? Uh, so you do I have any questions. Um, who should do the outside the box jingle for the 100th episode? That's that's what I'm wanting to know. Mm. Mm. All of us. All of us. <laughs> all of us. Should. If you had, so the main five people that are on the podcast are the four of us and then the other one. Um, <laughs> he who shall not be named. If you had, if, <laughs> <laughs> the podcaster who shall not be named. Uh, if you had to pick a sixth person from the Coyote community to come in and be like a regular, like, you know, if you talk, if you talk about a year and you're doing 24 episodes or so, oh, so comes one, in and does like eight. Dangerous so many good names coming yeah, yeah, Who yeah. would you pick? Had we, that eight episodes a year. We definitely need to have Sydney on, um, and we'll, we'll yeah. get that opportunity soon. Tyler would be hilarious on, on the podcast, I feel Ty's like. Tyler's been on here once. Oh, Tyler. No, Tyler. Tyler, uh, Tyler uh, the coach of Flowood. Yeah. I think that would be like, rather than just picking one, the better answer to that question would be, who would I want to come on for a segment would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I've really thrown around the here's the deal segment with Tim Bell. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, oh, he's really throwing it around. Yeah, he's yeah. Really, you never know what – I don't know what the segment would be about. And once well, I don't know if it would be the deal. Either. Yeah, <laughs> After he got finished, nobody would know what he was actually talking about. Uh, we, we need to have Lydia on for sure too, mm-hmm. and then uh, we should have a Harrison versus Jacks event. Uh, that would be good. Podcast would be and see who the, the most dominant brother if you, is. If you have ever coached, uh, if you ever uh, coached an afternoon class like four or five, uh, four or five o'clock in the afternoon at Madison, if we could just get Marty Frescona and Kyle Cruz in here, just give them two <laughs> microphones, just let them go, ready go, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you could give something uh, topic, sports topic like Chris Chance, that guy would like it'd, it'd have to be a three or four part episode. For All sure. Mississippi State. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, that that would be just like me and Chris Chance. Me and Chris Chance. Chris, we're going to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have also wanted to do an episode where uh, Doc John comes on to correct all the dumb stuff we said over the first <laughs> 100 episodes. Uh, that would be very interesting. Lessons in humility with Doctor John. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he has notes. Like, okay, on episode 45, when you were talking about the respiratory system yeah. it sounded like you blacked wrong. out for a minute so i'll give you a little bit <laughs> exactly. of a pass yeah. but i think the thing you would be most pissed about is our outside the box and like the things we didn't say e- every episode he comes in, he's like i can't believe you didn't say iron man you know? <laughs> so that would be an interesting segment i have i have uh, a good pick i okay. want i want d on here oh yeah i want to hear what it's like to talk creative design and stuff with hunter owen uh, it's pretty. It's it's pretty cut and dried. Dnub, give me this, and then he does it, and it's uh, really good. Dnub, whatever you think. Yeah, I'd Here's be more interested in having. <laughs> yeah, I would be more interested in having Dnub. Like uh, we would show a workout from the games, and I would want to hear Dnub's commentary, like really sarcastic, dry commentary yeah. on all the athletes that are on the on the floor. Mm. That would be pretty fantastic. I noticed we didn't say Stephen Soller. Yeah, well, we've I'm all okay heard what that. he has to say. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Set it up. Yes. Great question. All right. Thanks. I think it's time. Great. Outside. Outside. The box. The box. The box. The box. <laughs> Chris, Chris didn't do it. Come on, Chris. Like, how do I work into that? <laughs> the box. The box. The box. I, I panicked. Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we headed? This is I, I've kind of forgotten. Yeah, I don't remember either. 
So I had uh, a fantastic idea, if I do say so myself. Mm, it's, an uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy idea. It, it, Why we call idea. it fantastic? Yeah. It was a pretty A to B thing. Uh, <laughs> so on the very first episode of outside, well, of this podcast, our mm. first segment outside the box, which we did not do the falsetto, by the way. I don't what? know when that came in. Oh. Um, uh, we did uh, the most. Outside the box segment, us yeah. Uh, ever. yeah, like we yeah. just kicked it off like <laughs> quintessential. The four <laughs> yeah. of us, we did the top '90s movies of all time. Mm. Did they make a movie about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, they probably didn't do that until the 2000s because okay. they right, needed like three different sure. guitars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so stipulations, there aren't really any. It's not like movies you watched in the 90s that were the best. It's okay. just now at this point in your life, 2021. What are the best n- movies made in the 90s that you've ever seen? Cool? Okay, yeah. All right. Fun twist. I'm going to remind you of your answers after each one you answer. <gasps> I know, crazy. You had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> um, at so the end, you're going to tell us, right? Yeah. No, at the same time. And then what we decided? We no, said no, we were going to no, one see. by one. No, no, no. So we, we reveal give, we our, give our five, you give us our old five. And then five. you give us our old five. Immediately after you say Yeah, it. isn't that what you're saying? Yeah, that's how I understood it. I thought we were all going to do our five now, and then you were going to tell us all our five uh, after. Okay. I love how to, confused we are. This to is know us. Let's make it a democracy. Who wants to, to do to it immediately afterwards? We should get back off mic and discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hop off a of mic real quick. Uh, well, okay, we'll just do it that way. I'll do well, it. Well, I'll do our current five, and then you okay. tell us each our... Okay. Okay. How'd Sounds good. Do? Yeah, how'd you do? Okay. Let's start with Chris. All right. Because Chris went last uh, in 2017. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> So we're uh, at uh, number five. I have uh, I have days and confused. And, uh, no, I'm kidding. Very so, quotable. Very uh, yeah. <laughs> Quotability. Not, not really. It has like actually. one quote. <laughs> yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got like one. Yeah, but uh, really, uh, really fun. Uh, really fun movie. And uh, back uh, back when we were into drinking games and things like that, you can make a lot of really good drinking games about mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder that uh, the guy on iTunes that said we said quotability a lot, that we're going to say quotability a lot just for you on this one. Just That's for exactly, you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to quote you about how quotability our quotes are. Yeah, yeah. we're quotabilitying you in your comments, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, oh, and uh, I guess I guess fun fact too: the guy that played uh, Randall Pink Floyd is now a neighbor of ours, right? Liz, doesn't he live in the area? It's actually his brother. Is it? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Michael oh, Jackson didn't use a big <laughs> letdown. They're twins, though. So, uh, well, oh, li- well, who's, who's going to know? He lives, he lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> Come on, look at that. Oh, crazy. And uh, the um, uh, so wait, wait a minute. What's the one quote? Is it "Party at the Moon Tower"? Or no, what? it's "All right, all right, all yeah, right, all right." Uh, there no, are lots of there's, quotes. There's a lot of Matthew McConaughey quotes. Yeah, yeah come on. Okay, Anything he said. Younger, basically. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Right, Very so, first movie. And so four, uh, four through one are pretty uh, are pretty inter- uh, interchangeable. It just depends on your preferences. But here's mine. Number four, I've got Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Number three, Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Number two, Dances with Wolves. Mm. And number one is Braveheart. So, ooh. Very wow, well, that's very a well strong done. list. So the first go around, Chris came in and said, I couldn't pick a top five of the whole 90s. So I came up with five genres and picked a top <laughs> movie in each genre. Whoa, whoa, that's all in. And baby. also at the same time, he gave his top three of each genre, saying, Here's my number ones, and here's the two it beat out. <laughs> so not even comparable. That's why Chris had to go first. Uh, his number five was sports movie. And the top sports movie from the 90s was Sandlot, is what you said. Yeah. Uh, number four was <laughs> Martial Arts movie from the 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. I want to see if I can remember. Was it Bloodsport? No, you didn't even talk about Bloodsport. Oh. You said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh. bringing it. Yeah. I think you had huh. kid stuff in your head. Yeah. I like Maybe. how martial arts is a major category <laughs> in the 90s. They were huge in the 90s. Yeah, I know. He's like, there was a lot of kids' movies about martial arts in the 90s. It's just not all there, of them were good. There were. Uh, number three was movies about animals. <laughs> yep. uh, and it was Homeward Bound. <laughs> good call. Feel good. Uh, number two it's was... Free Willy, huh? huh? You didn't even talk about Free Willy. Wow. Uh, number two was wow, changed. Toy Story, which was a top animated, animated movie. Yeah. Uh, and number one, <laughs> the category was... Uh, in, in so many words, kids flip the script on the adults. <laughs> uh, beating out things like Home Alone was uh, Camp Nowhere. Nice. <laughs> and his honorable mention for just best 90s movie of all time was Biodome. <laughs> so, you know. Wow, I went a completely different direction. With wow. that. Almost yeah. nothing <laughs> was the same. I actually anything. remember that Biodome conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That wrapped up the whole episode. <laughs> I think I went with uh, that was like my that's very nineties, the '90s movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, instead of good movies. There we go. Mm. <laughs> all right, who's up next? Uh, how about you, Ben? Good okay. luck beating that. Um, <laughs> yeah. all right, Both so, times. <laughs> so I will do this this way. What should be on no '90s list ever, and was the most overhyped movie to ever have been a movie ever in the '90s? The Blair Witch Project. Right. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Mm. Don't waste and your time. Dumber. Yeah, <laughs> don't waste your time. All right. Uh, also, if you want to understand how confusing it was to live through the 90s in movie format, then you go watch Backdraft and also watch The Matrix and understand that those movies came out of the same decade. Yeah. Completely crazy, but both. Was The Matrix a 90s movie? Very 90s movies, yeah. yeah. The, well, there were lots of was- them, but the first one, crazy. All right, so I actually went a different way with this list and thinking through the things, the movies that I watched repeatedly during the 90s and actually have seen since then. Uh, I'm going to start with Tommy Boy. I mean, who doesn't quote Tommy Boy? It's got a lot of quotability. Quotability. Um, So, yeah, also... High quotability. Very high on the quotability scale. Tombstone, I'm guaranteed I mentioned that last time. You did not. I'm bringing in... Are you (laughs) kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Oh, my gosh. Where was my mind? Um, Also, a little bit different way to put this on the list, but... Man, what a great '90s movie, uh, Forrest Gump. I would also say is was how do you how do you mention the '90s without that? Tom Hanks kind of hitting the top of his stride there with Saving Private Ryan. Phew, wow, what a movie! What a was that movie. also in the? Yeah, that wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, '98. It was I think. later in the '90s. Yeah, and then uh, as far as like quoting around the gym, it actually came up earlier in the episode. Um, Major Pain. Mm. Really, really great movie. One you nice. can watch with your kids, you know, if you don't mind a lot of language. After a certain age. <laughs> yeah, after a certain age. <laughs> yeah. So quick quick rundown, Tommy Boy, Tombstone, Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan, and Major Pain. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Your number five was The Matrix. Yeah, I got roasted for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. know why. Yeah. Uh, number four, Sandlot. Yeah. Mm. Still, yeah. Number three, Tommy Boy. Okay. Number two, Braveheart. Mm. And number one, Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So similar. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think you've grown. You remember that Tombstone was a movie. Yeah. I've matured a little bit. <laughs> I, the thing is, you you picked up on Tombstone uh, like really late 2017, early 2018 when you, you like 
really brought it back into your life? Because I remember it happening because we had like a movie night with a hanger and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had some memories associated with that movie I had to clear out. Yeah. And then you had to grow a little bit. Then as a I person. could appreciate it as a, as a work, as yeah. a film. Yeah. I think you really fell back in love with Val Kilmer. Yeah, never really fell out of love, but now I can't. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't talk about yeah, it. He broke much. my heart, but I'm over it. Yeah, he's a good person. All right, Hunter, you want me or you? Go ahead. Okay. Mine. My new one. Number five, Pulp Fiction. Number four, if we're talking, if you want to go back to the conversation of quintessential 90s movies, you have to talk about Adam Sandler at some point. Uh, and mine's, ha- mine's Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, beating out like Billy Madison and Waterboy. Waterboy's really close, though. All, the, all high quotability, but probably... High-quality quotability. Quality quotability, yeah. yeah. Go to your home is something that people who have never seen that movie still say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, Goodfellas, 1990. Mm, just making good. the cut. Yeah, reaching. Number two, Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And number one, not just the top movie of the 90s, but a top five movie of all time. I said it in 2017, and I still believe it. Toy Story. Yeah, nobody's gonna argue that. You have yeah. to be a very dark human to not like that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a near, if not for sure, perfect movie. Either yeah. one or two. I think two yeah. was in the two thousands. Do you though. find yourself saying you've got a friend to me? Just no, two randomly. was in the nineties. Oh shoot, I should have Toy Story two. Did you two. like Toy Story two better than Toy Story three? I don't. I really go back and forth because it like the thing that set the thing up is always like. Like, you know, they had to figure out a lot of stuff to make this movie exist. And then they knew the formula for two to make it really good. So it's kind of hard, you know? We can agree there was no sophomore slump, though. No, no. No, no, it was was definitely still good. I just kind of saw it as a Toy Story 2 only set up Toy Story 3. I thought Toy Story 3 was awesome. Oh, Toy Story 3 is fantastic. Is that the one where they're like almost burned alive? That's yes. Very yes. That's when you cried a little bit? Was, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the most intense animated movie. Really? <laughs> like the most intense scene. A little bit. Uh, all right, so my, uh, my original top five it is almost unrecognizable. Uh, a few of them anyway. Uh, I also cheated, which I never do anymore. Uh, number five, True Lies. Don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie, but I don't wow. know if it's top five. Yeah. Even was, more so a, not knowing it where it came from. Jamie Lee Curtis saying what did it for you. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I yeah. guess so. Uh, number four, also not knowing where this came from, a goofy movie. Uh, great movie, high rewatchability and quotability. Mm. Uh, I can't do it anymore. Is it no. <laughs> uh, number three, Happy, Happy Gilmore holding strong. Number two, I had tied uh, two options. Uh, Sandlot and Home Alone. Uh, mm, I would good. not. I yeah. would not say that anymore. Really? I think Sandlot pretty clearly beats Home Alone for me now. Ooh, wow, wow, that's a big statement. I Bold. I love. I love Sandlot. Uh, and number one was still Toy Story. Yeah, so, haven't changed. Sense. Sandlot is like just a classic movie. It really is yeah. timeless. Really timeless. Good. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of like been... walking through, and Home Alone was on. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't stop. But Sandlot. If, if Sandlot was on, I would stop and watch. I'd you know stop what? For both of them. You know would what holds both? that same space for me, but it one's way less talked about is Secondhand Lions. You just feel oh, really that good is a watching really good this movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go, Hunter. All right. I'm it started to... with you, and I will end it with and you. And I'm going to break all the rules too. So, well, pretty, be the pretty first par time. for the course. What's yeah. <laughs> new? Uh, so I kind of did categories, kind of like what Chris did, but for fifth place, I just have Rudy by itself. I shed a tear every time I watch that movie. Which one is, which one is that? When he goes and plays football at Notre Wait, Dame. Which one? What? Which one is yeah. that? Get out of here. <laughs> You're off the podcast. <laughs> Cut <Shun>. the camera. <laughs> <Shun>. <laughs> okay. 
when he when he gets to go out on the field at the end, uh, that's just that I'll shed a tear every time on that. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> Number four would be a category of kids' movies uh, that I loved then and I still love now. Mighty Ducks, Sandlot, Heavyweights, Home Alone, they're all in there. Uh, there's other ones as well. but um, I can just see Hunter eating a bag of chips watching all those movies. Well, I just did watch all of them. <laughs> like a couple weeks ago with my wife, we watched all of them. Yeah. Uh, number three would be comedies, Dumb and Dumber, Friday, Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. um, any Billy uh, um, Adam Sandler movie goes in there as well but those would be the top three is mr deeds 90s or is that the 2000s no, I, don't know no, that's that's I think, I think, I think big so. daddy was the last one the last in the 90s. 90s, yeah. Yeah. yeah also a great movie uh, Deeds wasn't bad no i didn't mind it no. but uh, big daddy and stuff like that is it's just kind of top tier same oh but yeah big daddy uh happy gilmore water boy water boy billy madison boy. this is adam gonna sandler make me an enemy beak. to the general public but i feel like if you've seen adam sandler on weekend update you've pretty much seen him Get out, basically. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I got it. Uh, Number two, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, come on. What are we thinking? Mm, Off the top rope. And and then number one, Good Will Hunting. Maybe my favorite movie of all time. It's really good. Uh, It was was probably like six or seven for me on my... Really got to see Robin Williams' uh, range in that that movie. It's not your fault. It's just uh, crazy that uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote that movie when they were in their 20s. Yeah. Impressive. Even earlier, uh, Matt Damon was writing it in, uh, at like 19 or so and then brought Ben in to, they like fixed it together. What came first, Dead Poet Society or that? Dead Poet Society. They lost out on Dead Poet Society yeah. uh, and then proceeded to write Goodwill Hunting when they were in L.A., I think. Because I, Dead I, Poet Society was an awesome I was listening movie. To they, a, sp- they wanted to be in that I was movie. listening to a podcast with Matt Damon, and they were kind of going over Which his— Which one? Uh, I, I can't remember. It might have been Bill Sims. I don't know. But they, he, they were talking about his career, and he mm-hmm. was talking about— I mean, you know, him and Ben Affleck went to high school together. Oh, yeah. And they were like best friends, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they were trying to become actors together. And then they wrote mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting, and that was their— that same agent paid for stuff and yeah. went to New York together. So how does Crazy. his list match up? Yeah, how do I match up? Oh, sorry, I was daydreaming about Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, number five. Don't we all? Uh, classic Hunter. Two options tied for number five. Sandlot and Mighty Ducks. Okay. Uh, number four was Heavyweights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, Billy Madison. Number two, really high on the list, Home Alone. So <laughs> I had all those in one category. Yeah, one category. All of them at once. And I think you mentioned all but heavyweights because number one, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Greatest 90s movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to go, guys. This had to, that had to have been like a, a different spin on that list. Like yeah, There had to have been, been something like, like uh, something we liked the most in the 90s. Ones you watched really Well, I just think yeah. we hadn't done the podcast before. I think we just oh, panicked. Yeah, so, <laughs> so now after after hearing all these lists, like here's my question now. I kind of said earlier, the 90s, there was a lot of really, really good movies and maybe not any great movies. Or am I completely wrong on that? Would you flip it? Was there just so much greatness in the 90s oh, that I nothing would, really stood out? I, don't, I think the 90s was the peak of cinematography in movies. <laughs> You can go to Blockbuster, try to pick movies. Hollywood out. video, like that's a whole yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood video. video. That's what we were. Yeah. We were across the street. Go try to try to pick out a movie for the night. Hope the new release hadn't been sold out yet. Like yeah. you get excited, get to go to Blockbuster. Sometimes you get thing. to get two movies, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. Now there's just overload of content. It's mm-hmm. 
it's just not as a, see. But I I benefit from that because I was you know much younger than you guys in the nineties, so I had to play a lot of catch up when I moved out on my own and stuff. So all these all these movies on my list outside of I guess Happy Gilmore and uh, Toy Story, I I didn't watch until I was an adult. But I remember going through like the the best picture list of the nineties, mm-hmm. and then. Compared to the 2000s and the 210s, it's just yeah, like... It's it took a turn, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think the 90s and 70s for, like, drama stuff is, like... Because the 80s is just all cheese. Yeah. Not well, stellar. There's nothing wrong with cheese. I mean, no, I not at all. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, consider it very Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> Top five cheeses. <laughs> I can get behind that. I, I could definitely get behind that. All right, pocket it. See you in 101. Is <laughs> that we got? Did we have... Yeah. I got one. Hundred episodes straight. One hundred. Yeah. We'll I think the only time, 100. only time is when Hunter hasn't been on the episode. Is when we he, he hasn't had we recommend you go and I made up for the next episode by giving two. <laughs> uh, so this is for the this is Mississippi uh, for all you Mississippians out there. I just finished this book called Mississippi Mud, and mm-hmm. it was a incredible book. I couldn't put it down, but it's about these this attorney and. Um, his wife, who was going to run for mayor of Biloxi, that got murdered in like the late 80s. And it was like a huge national thing. People like that are probably in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they all remember this happening because it was a ben, really big you deal. remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> silence. So uh, <laughs> it was the whole story of why they were murdered. I mean, it was a hit. It, they got, they were, they were, it was a hit put on them. And like so, a political hit? Yeah, that's what the book's about, determining um, why they were killed, who killed them. I mean, they're both very prominent people in the Bluxy community. And then it was all about the history of the Dixie Mafia, which was really fascinating to me because I didn't know a whole lot about them. And, um, it, and the Dixie Mafia originated in Biloxi, which is pretty crazy. Um, but, so if you're from Mississippi or just like true crime or anything like that, read the book. I couldn't put it down. And I can't believe they hadn't made it like a TV show or a movie out of it yet because it was just it's crazy. It's, it's so good. Mississippi Mud. I would check it out. Hmm. I feel like out of respect, we just, just let him have this segment. Hmm. Or out of lack of recommends. <laughs> what? Either way. Either way. 100, we did it, gentlemen. We did it. <laughs> Great job, everybody. Man, that was, that was underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>